Phil, that was uh, Ken Wilbur, a man with uh, tremendous knowledge, uh, really has such an incredible broad range of topics, uh, not only in the area of spirituality, but in uh, psychology, philosophy, that he's uh, science that he's quite familiar with. And uh, he's a real synthesizer and integrator and uh, fascinating. Yes, and we just barely scratched the surface. Right. Uh, you know, I've been familiar with his work for, you know, 40 plus years, I guess, 40 years, and uh, or at least 35. And um, uh, there are people who are deep students of Wilbur's who, you know, read every word and have written treatises about him um, and who who think, you know, his contributions will uh, stand the test of time and that his integral theory, which we hardly talked about, although right. we need a separate show. Everything he, he said was, you know, um, consistent with and part of his integral theory. But as such, you know, we didn't discuss it, but it's, you know, this master m map of not just consciousness, but all the ramifications of uh, consciousness and uh, human affairs and human behavior and uh, trans-human behavior and, and, and cosmic energies and so forth. I mean, it's it's a vast thing, and he's come under some heat. He alluded to that from some academics who think it's a, his maps uh, are a little too neat that the you know the human behavior and human life is a little more. Well, what what it would turn down to, I mean, ultimately, when people create maps like that, is uh, how predictable they are in terms of human behavior, and uh, generally, uh, those types of constructs are not so effective because the complexity of a human being uh, and all the things that go into what affects their behavior is, yeah. is such. But he, he, you know, and it's interesting. But he I, recognizes yeah. that. I well, mean, you know, he's, the other thing he's was, anticipated a lot of those criticisms and has responded to them. I don't follow all right. that kind of arcane, you know, um, debates among scholars. But on a practical level of like ordinary spiritual seekers and uh, psychologists and people like that, and his contribution has been amazing. We touched on a few of the things that uh, were, were very important in my understanding as we went along, and there there have been others. And you know, anybody can Google Ken Wilbur uh, and find you know uh, trails of fascinating information leading to other trails. And right, right. the, and the certain, only question I would have is for somebody that is a seeker somebody that's a, a simple person comes along and it maybe is inspired by him to uh, to take a spiritual path. His spiritual path is, it seems, very multi-pronged, like many people. And he's touched and he's mm -hmm. taken uh, things from all over. And there were some people that would say, be critical of that and say, you should just pick one path yeah. and, and steer, stick with it. But others would say, no, try whatever. But I do think there's a lot of intellectual gymnastics that one would need to engage in if one were to really uh, go into uh, uh, go into him with great depth, and I think that is probably appropriate and good for a lot of folks, yeah. but probably not for for everyone. But it's no, certainly no, it's... tremendous uh, food for thought, and we could have had him on for four or five hours 
and, and had least. a discussion and said, you know, we really just we're getting started there. <laughs> so so at maybe least. a series at well, some at, point. Yeah. It's no different from, and I mean, you can be a Vedanta follower, right. you can be a, 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 a Buddhist, you can be a, a, a spiritual Jew or Christian, and you could get lost in all the, you know, libraries full of right. treatises right. in any one of those paths. And, you know, Ken is familiar with, with all of them, but you don't, on the other hand, you don't need to ever crack a book. And, you know, he, he'd be uh, the first to, to say, you know, that that was the case, that people have different inclinations and, and you know, study of uh, these uh, concepts is not necessarily for everybody, but his concepts are not just intellectual because they point to practical direct experience, unlike a lot of other philosophers. And so, you know, they're integral um, seminars and uh, integral practices and, you know, all kinds of things that are just mm -hmm. directed at, uh, at experience and, uh, personal growth. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, one other point of interest for me anyway, was he graduated from high school in 1967. And, uh, I'm familiar with that period of time. And <laughs> he, he grew up in Oklahoma city. And I'm going to guess Oklahoma City was not on the cutting edge in terms of uh, what was going on in the 60s. I'm, I'm sure there was... It had Are you sure about that? I thought that, he was uh, from Nebraska. No, uh, he's from Oklahoma City, at least. Oh, originally. That's where he was born, okay. according to Wikipedia. Then he went to okay. Duke University uh, to pre-med, his undergraduate, mm. then took off from there, as he explained. And then he wound up... They didn't even have a basketball team. Then. Yeah, not, not then. And uh, he... Uh, <laughs> He, he winds up in Nebraska, but so for him coming, I guess Duke probably was very progressive at the time in terms of the, uh, the psychedelic revolution or whatever, but sure. he must have been a real pioneer uh, in his area. He must have been a real forward thinker, way ahead of the curve. Right or wrong, mm -hmm. he was uh, much more, probably he, he was one of the first to be in step with the changes that were taking place. And it was interesting also, he mentioned, you know, psychedelics. Uh, you would have thought he would have jumped right on at that time. But he said that was never of great interest to him. You yeah. know, he really... It wasn't uh, for everybody. Right. You know, so so uh, a fa fascinating life, amazing fellow. And yeah, we, we should absolutely try to get him back on because um, yeah. there's just too much to talk about. I mean, we didn't even talk about current state of uh, world affairs and politics, and I've heard him address those right. uh, kind of things from uh, integral perspective. We didn't go. We didn't mention uh, spiral dynamics, which mm -hmm. is you know a, a model of human uh, developmental stages that he uses uh, in co coordinate and conjunction with integral theory and so forth. There's so much. He also that we didn't was get referring. Into. To uh, that, uh, there's a professor at Harvard. I forget his name now, but came up with the theory of there being multiple uh, intelligences. Intelligences, and he, and said, yeah. And I'm sure he's tied that to to to, yeah, to yeah, everything yeah. he's well. He's on. he's very uh, knowledgeable about all the different um, developmental psychologists. I've heard him uh, and read you know a lot of what he says. Uh, he 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 brings in all those discoveries from Piaget. And uh, Kohlberg, and I think his name is, and, and others who um, 
you know, have studied the, the uh, and, and somebody we both knew, Skip Alexander, mm-hmm. um, as, you know, part of, made contributions uh, to developmental psychology, and that's always been a big part of Ken's work, taking that further mm-hmm. and integrating it with other uh, disciplines. Well, uh, uh, a very interesting one. I mean, Phil, we could have asked them one question and done the whole show. Uh, so uh, uh, we, we really do need to do, do other shows. And I, I was reading here about him. Some of the people he's, a, he, he's had a big influence on that have mentioned him are Bill Clinton, Al Gore, Deepak yeah. Chopra, and musician, musician Billy Corgan. So, uh, you yeah. know, he, he, in popular culture, he's been very... And, and he's had a, a, a serious influence on um, people we've had on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Roger Walsh was one of our early interviews, and he was, you know, been a leading transpersonal psychologist for, you know, 40 years, 30 whatever years, and uh, an academic and a researcher. Well, you know, he's always been very close to Ken. He and his uh, late wife, Frances Vaughn, who, who recently passed away. And um, they were, they've been close all these years. And they learned a lot from Ken. And, and, and they're the ones with the academic uh, training. And you know, I'm sure it's been mutual. It was always mutually enriching. And there's many, many others, you know, people we've had on leading spiritual teachers and so forth who, you know, were influenced by Ken or learned from Ken. And he had, there, was, there were moments, you know, I alluded to this when people were very upset about, you know, guru scandals and all that. And his uh, explanations of certain things were, were de- terribly important at that time. Um, anyway, there's so much more. One of the, the last question I wanted to ask him, but we ran out of time, was there are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of words of Ken Wilbers in books. Some of the books are very big and frankly not easy to read. So I was going to ask him if any of the listeners wanted to read just one book of his, which would it be? Or the Cliff Notes. <laughs> no, that's that's a joke. Well, that folks. you can get online. I don't know. Do but they still I was going to. Yeah. I don't know how he would have answered it, but I was going to say uh, the book No Boundary because um, it's one of Ken's rare books that is uh, blessedly short. It's less than 200 pages and probably a a good uh, intro, a good way to start for listeners. Wonderful. All right. Till next time. Repeat that book, Phil, for those listening in. No Boundary. No Boundary by Ken Wilber. All right. Uh, Till next time, over and out. Over and out.